Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Saturday, December 3rd, and I'm your host, Cowboy Mike. We have got a lot for you tonight. A lot of stuff going on in the world of sports, news, politics, music, everything going on right now. Thank you for listening, however you're listening, wherever you're listening. We are going to get right into it right now with the college football roundup. Today was a big day. Uh, Yesterday was big too, but today's championship Saturday. A um, lot of lot of games going on that have major playoff implications. First game we're going to talk about is a game that happened yesterday in Santa Clara, the Pac-12 championship. It was Washington and Colorado. Washington's number four. Colorado was number eight. The Huskies, uh, they, they blew the doors off Colorado, 45-10. That game was close at halftime. It was 14-7 Washington. Uh, Sefo Lufau, the quarterback for the Buffaloes, went out in the first quarter with what looked like an ankle injury. Uh, Steven Montez came in, kept the game close, did what Colorado needed to do. They moved the ball. They held it. Then in the second half, they brought Lufau back, and man, man, that was a train wreck. First pass he throws is pick, a pick six. He throws two more interceptions uh, on his next two or three drives. The Buffaloes just were, were buried at that point. So Washington wins the Pac-12, 12-1. and one. The Huskies, you have to think, locked up one of those playoff spots. They were number four coming into the weekend. They did nothing to lower themselves. They had a big win against the number eight team in the country. They won it emphatically. I think Washington locked up one of those spots. Uh, Alabama today played Florida for the SEC championship, and Alabama did what everybody thought Alabama was going to do, and they won 54-16. to Alabama was in no matter what happened today, but this wasn't a surprise. Um, They are far and away the best team in the country. It is going to take something fluky to beat them. Um, You know, you you look at the talent they have on both sides of the ball, the advantage that they have coaching. I don't see anybody coming close to them. It's going to take a real weird game for them to lose. I'll grant you they haven't been tested by anybody except LSU, where they won 16 nothing, but that team just looks like head and shoulders the best team in the country. Clemson is taking care of business against Virginia Tech. They have a pretty healthy lead there. Uh, they were the only other real wild card today. Uh, looks like Clemson's going to win and keep their standing in the playoff. That leaves Ohio State. 
11 and 1 Ohio State, didn't win their division, didn't play for the conference championship. Committee had them at number two overall. I don't. I, I. I can't imagine that they're going to bump them. I mean, the only thing you bump them for is if, if you're really, really uncomfortable having a Big Ten team in there, who is not the Big Ten champion, which is weird to me. I, I'll, I'll give you that. It feels weird to me that Wisconsin or Penn State is going to wind up being the Big Ten champion, and they are not going to be in playoffs particularly if it's Penn State. Because at 11-2, and two, Penn State will have beaten Ohio State head-to-head. They'll have the conference championship. They have all of those tiebreakers. So what you're essentially saying if you put Ohio State in over Penn State is that it's not even close. It doesn't come down to tiebreakers. It doesn't come down to anything because it's not close. I don't know. I, I, I didn't buy Penn State coming into this year, but – I mean, they, they, they're impressive tonight. They were down 28-7 at one point, and right now with basically the fourth quarter just started, it's 31-28 Wisconsin. Uh, Penn State is, is hanging in there. They're fighting. If they were to win this game, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. It, it's real hard for me to say you put a team in who didn't even win their division over the team that beat them head-to-head and is the conference champion. So that's going to be a little interesting to see where the committee goes on that. Um, in the other championship game going on right now, we have uh, Wyoming hosting San Diego State. Wyoming just scored a touchdown to make this 27-24 with six minutes to play. San Diego State's got a three-point lead. This has been a great game. This is football weather. Game's being played in 18 degrees in Laramie. This is uh, the Cowboys are trying to get their first conference championship of any kind in 28 years. This is actually the first December home game they've played in 100 years. Uh, so, you know, they, they don't get this opportunity very often in Laramie, and they, they're making the most of it right now. They're, this is a really entertaining game. Been back and forth all night long. So it, it's it's going to be very, very interesting to see what happens tomorrow with the selection and who they put in those top four spots. I think that it's going to wind up being – Alabama, Ohio State, Clemson, and Washington. I don't think it's going to change. I don't think anybody did anything to make a change unless the committee feels like I do and feels that the Big Ten champion just deserves a spot in there over Ohio State. But that's, that's a long fall to go from two to five. So I, I think that it's, it's going to be very interesting, but I think we know where this is going right now. And that playoff will be uh, – it'll be fun. I'd like to see Washington matched up against Alabama – and Ohio State comes going to be a real fun game. So we'll see tomorrow how this goes, but I think we all know where they're going right now. Let's shift gears a little bit and uh, give you some no bull. No bull tonight is going to take a little bit more of a, a serious note than usual. Um, we're going to talk a little bit about Joe McKnight. Joe McKnight was a former USC star, played for the Jets for three years in the NFL. Kind of a, a scat back, return man. Had a had a middling career in the NFL, nothing great, but a lot of people know who he is from his days at USC. He was killed Thursday afternoon in Terrytown, Louisiana, outside New Orleans, in a road rage incident. He was shot and killed by 54-year-old Ronald Gasser. Uh, he stayed at the scene turned his gun over. There are witnesses to the shooting that say that uh, 
McKnight may have cut him off in traffic. The two had words with each other. McKnight got out of the car. At that point, somebody says that uh, two shots were fired by Gasser into McKnight. And then there's a witness that says Gasser got out of the car, stood over McKnight, and said, this is what happens when you F with me and shot him one more time and killed him. Ron Gasser was brought into the police station on Thursday, and he was released yesterday. I don't, I don't understand this one. I don't understand this. This seems as clear to me as possible, and I'm going to say this because I am a lawyer, so I have a little bit of understanding of stand-your-ground laws and things like that. This makes no damn sense. It's a road rage incident. McKnight was unarmed. There's no danger to Ronald Gasser's life. There's no danger to his of, of serious bodily injury. You get into an altercation with someone over a road rage incident, and you shoot and kill them. Then you stand over their body and tell them this is what happens, and you fire a third shot. We've had a lot of shootings in this country over the last year or so. We've had a lot of racial tension with police and the black community. And a lot of it, I thought, was was inappropriate because I thought most of the shootings were justified. Some weren't, some weren't, but I thought a lot of them were, were fine. This one's not fine to me. This is just murder. That's all this is. You know, maybe legally you call it manslaughter, but I don't understand how you let this guy go. You have witnesses to this. This isn't his word. This isn't... George Zimmerman and Trayvon Martin, where those are the only two guys there, and Zimmerman says, well, I thought this and I thought that. You have independent witnesses who saw what happened, who were were there, who were willing to testify, and you let them go. This is a reason for people to get up in arms. I, I, I I don't understand how you don't charge this guy. And the police chief for Terrytown... Uh, came out and said uh, it's uh, Sheriff Newell Norman came out and said that we have statutes that provide a defense to certain crimes but didn't go into any more detail. I'm familiar with those statutes. It's a stand-your-ground statute. That's essentially what it, what it boils down to. I don't know how you can claim stand-your-ground when the other guy's unarmed, and the only way you can is if he's beating the hell out of you. And that clearly wasn't the case because there are witnesses who say it wasn't the case. This is absurd. And this guy Gasser has a a history of this. In 2006, he was involved in an altercation at the same intersection in Terrytown during which he chased down and struck another driver who had observed a truck driving erratically and called a phone number on the truck and spoke to Gasser about it. But he was complaining about one of Gasser's drivers. Gasser got on the road, chased the guy down, followed him to a gas station, and then punched him several times. This guy's dangerous, plain and simple. He's a hothead. He got away with it once, and he went and escalated it a second time. And Joe McKnight's dead because of it. The police in Terrytown have screwed this up royally. This isn't even close. If he has a defense under a statute, that's for a jury to decide. That's for a judge. That's not for the chief of police. 
He's to decide whether or not a crime's been committed in his uh, in his eyes, whether there's probable cause for a crime. You have a guy who's dead, who was unarmed, who was shot three times, including once execution style, by a guy who says, this is what happens when you F with me. This isn't a close call. This guy should have been arrested. He should have been charged. And then you let a judge and a jury figure it out from there. If people want to get upset about something, this is something to get upset about. This makes no sense. This is a wrong decision by Sheriff Newell, Norman, in Terrytown. And I'd like to hear more of an explanation than there are statutes, because I think we all understand what that means. And I'm not real big into the race baiting. I don't really get into that stuff. Because like I said, I think most times cops are just trying to do their job, and most of them are good guys, and they're trying to protect people and, and go home at the end of the day. But I heard Michael Smith on ESPN yesterday say if the reverse happened in this case, there's no way the outcome would be the same. If a black man shot an unarmed white guy in a road rage incident, <clears throat> and there were witnesses who saw him standing over him and saying the things that Ronald Gasser said, there's no way that guy's released the next day, and I tend to agree with him. This is absurd. They need to get their act together in Terrytown because what's happening here is an injustice. And hopefully they eventually get this right and arrest Ronald Gasser and charge him with at least manslaughter for killing Joe McKnight. That was no bull for the week. We're going to move now into everyone's favorite segment, Guilty or Not Guilty. And we're going to bring in your favorite guest, Big Al. Big Al, you with me? I'm here, cowboy. All right, Big Al, the electric factory is live. It's time for Guilty or Not Guilty. All right, Big Al, first story we got is a man in California who is suing Krispy Kreme Donuts because he claims they're not using real fruit in their raspberry-filled donuts, and thus he's not getting the nutrients and the health benefits of the raspberry in the donut. I'm going to charge this guy with being un-American. What do you got? Oh, he's first of all crazy is one thing because you know the guy really doesn't believe that. That's that lunacy to even say such a thing. He's probably had too much sugar. So, you know, he, he doesn't even know what the hell he's talking about. Everybody knows you're not going to get any kind of nutritional value from a donut of any kind. I mean, he's, you know, looking to make some money, I guess. I don't even know how he can find a lawyer that can file a suit like that and how a court It's interesting you say that because forward. he actually – he lives in California, and the law firm that he hired is all the way in New York City. So That's, it tells me I that maybe he had a little that. bit of a tough time with that. Yeah, but I just don't know what law firm would take a case like that. I mean it just makes no sense at all. None. Absolutely none. No. I, I, I can't see how if it does get into court how they don't toss that out because it's just a waste of well yeah i mean it's it's the definition of a frivolous lawsuit i mean look if you're just a a common sense person i don't care what kind of diet you subscribe to i don't care what you think about food and whatnot i think everyone would agree that a donut is pretty much the least healthy thing you can eat it's full of sugar and glaze and it's fried it's it's not a healthy thing and i don't know anybody 
that thinks if I get a jelly donut, it's filled with fruit. I mean, most of the no. stuff you get in a restaurant that, that you know, claims it, it has fruit filling or, or fruit flavoring, it's not real. It's it's compote. It's not real. Who thinks this? You know, it goes back to the people that smoke cigarettes and get uh, lung disease, uh, lung cancer, and mm-hmm. then want to sue the tobacco companies and alcoholics that get uh, cirrhosis of the liver and, you know, say, hey, it's not my fault, but it is your fault. I mean, you know this going in. Everybody knows it going in. These things are loaded with sugar. It's bad for you. And, you, you know, it's just it's – just, it's just stupid. It's really just stupid is all. I, I agree with you, and I'm charging him with being un-American because a donut is, is one of the most American things we have. We love donuts as Americans. I don't know anybody that doesn't like a donut. It may not be good for you, but we like them. So for you to go and sue a donut company for basically just making a good donut, it's not American. There's something wrong with that. Well, you're right, and you know what? Just like a donut, he's got a hole in his head. So that's about all Ooh. I can say about it. Well, well done. Well done. All right, so I think we're on the same page here. I'm going to find him guilty of being un-American. I hope this lawsuit gets tossed. I hope his lawyer in some way gets reprimanded. I, I don't know I don't know what they're going to do out in California. Who knows what the hell happens out there. But uh, I, I think this is just the, the definition of absurd. And I feel like we have one of these stories every week that highlights why people hate lawyers. Because this is crazy. This is crazy. You're suing Krispy Kreme. For making a donut. What do you expect them to do? They're making a donut the way everyone's made donuts for the last hundred years. I don't know. Well, you know, somebody made a great comment one time, and they said if it wasn't for lawyers, we wouldn't need lawyers. Yeah, I mean, lawyers are the worst. They're the worst. So Uh, there you go. All right, second story we got is a a jail guard out of Scranton, Pennsylvania, who uh, is – he got fired, and he actually got charged with a crime for spraying an inmate's genitals with pepper spray. Now, the backstory to this is that uh, this inmate was making some homemade wine in, in his toilet, in his cell. They caught him, and they were going to basically throw him in the hole. But to do that in this jail, they, they change your, your clothes. They mark you as a, a, you know, a, a, a high-risk inmate, which is common practice in jail. The guy refused to change clothes, so the deputy basically threw the, the bars in the cell, sprayed him in the in the junk with some pepper spray. Uh, I'm going to charge the jail with being soft here. What, what do you think about this one? It, you know, I think it's one of those stories that you're reading a certain thing that's put out there, but I don't really feel you're getting the whole story. I mean – Okay. You know the, these uh, these people that work in jails, they're they're really abused. I know a lot of people think that you know, whatever, very much so. You know, they watch a lot. They watch a lot of movies and stuff, and they think you know, but that's not the way it really is. A lot of these people, you know, they have to deal with these with these uh, inmates, and you know, unlike what the average person thinks, these people don't have any weapons outside of maybe. No, they, they do not carry not, any I'm, weapons. You know, that's correct. Maybe a, a nightstick or, or a pepper spray, and that's no, about not it. even that. Pepper spray is pretty much all they've got. So you know, anything else would be a risk to the something. inmates to take off of. Everybody that's in there that they're dealing with has been convicted of a crime, and most of them probably 
not white collar crime, but most of them probably, you know, maybe some violent crime. So I don't sure. know. You know, I don't think you get the whole story. I just don't think you get the whole story. And you know what? Let me just say this: if you're if you're if you happen to find yourself in jail, the best thing you can do is do what you're told and don't give people exactly. any crap. Exactly. Follow the rules. If you do, well, you're just looking for trouble. I don't know. I mean, some people, you know, they're not very bright. Look, first of all, yeah. this guy was making toilet wine, which is disgusting. Number one. Well, Number yeah, two, I don't even understand. Like I don't that. understand how it works. I mean, I understand the basic principles of fermentation and distillery, but you yeah, taking some fruit that was yeah. left over on your tray and sitting it in your toilet until it becomes, yeah. I, I don't know, some kind of potent doesn't make sense to me, but whatever. I know people do it. And then, look, you've got to follow the rules, man. You, you have to change clothes. I don't know what to tell you. Like, if this guard would have beat the hell out of this guy, people would be all up in arms and say, look, he's abusing inmates. This is, this is police brutality. He didn't do that. He sprayed him with some pepper spray. And look, I'm not saying I want to get sprayed with pepper spray. I don't, and particularly well, downstairs. But it's a hell yeah, of a lot better to get my ass but, kicked. But you don't exactly know what this guy was doing. I mean, you know, it's just not like the guy goes, well, I know he wouldn't follow him orders. And the inmate goes, no, when the guy just starts spraying him. You know, that's the way they, they make it sound. But well, I'm what, sure it's what was this guy talk. supposed to do? I mean, that's the thing. What was he supposed to do? If the guy refuses your order, and when you're in a jail, the guards in the jail, they're, they're, not, they're not rent-a-cops. They're sheriff's deputies. And when they give you a lawful order and you refuse it, what's he supposed to do? I don't understand. I mean, I, I don't know. I don't really have a problem with what the guy well, did. Well, that's the whole thing. I mean, if, You have to you find work, a way to get compliance. If you work in a prison or a county jail or wherever, if you don't have respect of the, of the inmates, well, you don't have anything. And, I mean, you know, nobody says you've got to be mean and nasty, but, you know, everybody's got to understand their role. maintain order. And that's all there is to it. And you know, you know, in most in most places, I mean, usually the crappier prisons, you know, I'm just saying, you know, the the you know the prisons or whatever that attract not such a, a great type of criminal. If you want to look at it that way, you got a lot of problems. You know, you just do. I mean, that's just the way that it is. Look, I, I don't know I, anything about what's going on in Lackawanna County, Pennsylvania, where Scranton is, but. I, I do know that I don't think this guy really stepped out of line. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna nah. find the jail guilty. I think it's being soft because look, if, if we would have read this story and it would have ended with him, you know, beating the guy up to get him to change his clothes, then I'd say he went too far. But I don't I don't yeah. think this is really that big of a deal. I mean, if he beat the guy up and put him in the hospital and the guy, you know, whatever, I'd say that's ridiculous. But yeah, you much. know, hey, it's the guy much. might have been giving him a lot of lip, and he might have been giving him a lot of lip for a long time, you know, and he just might be That's a wise, we a don't wise know that. guy. That's true. And, you know, this guy said, you know what, I had enough, and you're going to do what I tell you, and if you don't, this is what's going to happen. So I, don't, I like it. I, I, think we're on the same, I think we're on the same page. Exactly. I think the, the jail's guilty there. Uh, next story we got comes out of Kansas. Uh, off-duty police officer was going through the drive-thru at McDonald's. He ordered a Dr. Pepper. He took a sip of it and realized it tasted a little funky, took the lid off, and saw that there was mustard squirted into his Dr. Pepper. Uh, the, they found out the uh, clerk did it. He got fired since then. I, I'm going to charge this employee with just playing a joke. What do you think? 
yeah, I mean, I understand what you're saying, but there's been an awful lot of this stuff happening. There was a story like you, you, you brought up a week or two ago with with a cop that, that uh, took a crap on bread and gave it to a homeless guy. Well, yep. what's wrong with people? What, why do you have to be afraid now to go into someplace and get food that somebody might spit in it or dump something in there as a joke? I mean, right. you know, it, it, listen, it's funny when it's not you, but you know what I mean? Sure. If it's you, then you won't find it so funny. If you get something. Yeah, I mean. And, and what, where do we go from there? Do we do we escalate it to maybe somebody decides to put something in your food, like a razor blade or like who knows what, and thinks that's funny? right, right. And I, and I mean, look, and, we, you know, we've we've all seen the movie Waiting. We've all known people in the restaurant industry, and I, it doesn't shock me if somebody says, "Oh, hey, you know, a guy's spitting someone's food or whatever," but squirting a mustard packet into a Dr Pepper. Is as dumb as it gets because you're going to notice yeah, it immediately. Dumb. Like if he would, look, I, yeah. I, I'm not defending this, but if the guy would spit in the Dr Pepper, nobody would have known. Nobody would have ever exactly. figured that out. But they know when you put mustard in it. Like this is the dumbest thing you can do because as soon as he puts that Dr Pepper in his mouth, he's going to notice well, he's going that to there's something it. weird about it. Wrong. And, 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 you know, he's going to go right back to where he got it. And, and what's the excuse for it? There's none. It's so stupid. It's, it's just plain look, stupid. He's not a dummy. He's going to say everybody knows that at McDonald's or wherever the hell it is, the soda comes out of a machine, you know, and you're not getting mustard coming out of there. You're just not. Somebody put it in there. So it's not too tough to figure it out. Right. I mean, no, I, I think I, I, I'm going to find this guy not guilty. I don't think this is a joke. I think it's just plain dumb. Um, I don't know. Maybe he was trying to get fired, collect unemployment. Who knows? I mean, maybe if that's he's the not going to collect unemployment that way. Because I'll tell you, no, I probably not. Because it's, it's, it's a good cause. But, but I mean, who knows? This is just will not the dumbest thing I've heard in a while. And if you, you saw know. the picture, we posted it on the blog at thecowboyridesagain.com. You can clearly see that it. there's mustard in the soda. I mean, it's just it painfully yeah. apparent because yeah, mustard doesn't dissolve in water. It, it just kind of yeah. clumps and floats there. Um, yeah, all right, so the the last guilty or not guilty we got is a, an Oregon man who uh, went to court, sat down in the gallery, and uh, fell asleep. So they drug tested him, and he tested positive, so they arrested him for uh, some drug charges. And apparently this guy has a macaw that he's inseparable from. Brought the macaw to court sat it up in a tree outside. So when they booked him, he told the deputies, look, the McCall's not going to live outside overnight because it gets cold and whatever. The cops let him take the McCall in to the police station and put it on his shoulder for his mugshot. This is a bizarre picture if you haven't seen it. it. He's got a mugshot with a bird, a parrot, on his shoulder, and then the cops took care of the parrot until he could have someone come and pick it up. I'm going to charge this dude with being sick in the head. Uh, what, do you, what do you think about this? What? I read that story, and, you know, I, I actually think it's a pretty nice story. I'll tell you why. The guy... It's nice on the cops' you know, What's that? It, it's nice by the cops. They they were very, very nice about Look, it. The guy, the guy went to court. He was waiting for his case to be called. Before he went there, he's inseparable from this bird. He put the bird... In a tree, 
All right. The bird was up like 30 feet up in a tree. He flew right. up. Right, and it won't go to anybody but him. And the bird's waiting for him, okay? So he's in the court. He falls asleep. They call his case, and, you know, like you said, they tested him, whatever, and they go, you know what? You ain't going home. So the guy, you know, it gets cold where he is. Turned around, and he told him, like, I got this bird, man. It's outside in the tree. So the, the cop said, you know what? This guy was handcuffed and stuff. They brought him outside. They said, to take the cuffs off here. The guy put his arm yeah, out. They the did. bird flew to his arm. And the cops said, you know, hey, we, we don't want to cause this guy any harm, and we don't want to cause the bird any harm. So, yeah, you can bring it into the station. And they brought it in the station. They took his picture. And, you know, they, they took care of the bird until somebody came. So, you know, they had a they, they kind of had a heart. You know, they showed that they said, uh, agreed. No, we care and about I, the guy, and we care about the bird. I'm with you. I'm with you with the cops. I think that, that with all the stories we have about police being accused of X, Y, and Z, this is a story that shows that, that the police really acted very, very sympathetically to this guy because they could have just turned around and said, tough luck. But yeah. they didn't. Like you said, they brought him outside, and they uncuffed him and let him get the bird. And then they took care of the bird for several hours. My problem isn't with the cops. It's with the guy. Who the hell is that attached to a bird? Uh, bird people are weird. Everybody who knows no. me knows I hate birds. I think birds are the strangest damn things there are. They're dinosaurs with wings. I, I don't get it. Who, who is that attached to a bird that they bring them to court? Why would you bring a bird to because, court? Leave it at home in its cage. Because these these birds, these big birds, they do form a bond with dangerous birds. Dangerous. I don't know how long this guy's got the bird. I don't know if he had it since it was, you know, hatched. I don't know how many years he's got it. But obviously, the bird's extremely attached to the guy. And the so guy. So that means he has to take it everywhere he goes. Well, guy goes out no, dinner. He brings a bird. You go to court. No, you bring a bird. Well, I saw the guy and the kind of places he's eating dinner. I wouldn't. Be too concerned about that. McDonald's, but, probably. Uh, a little mustard in the Dr. Pepper. You know, the, the story was, I have a problem with the story. It's a silly, amusing story, but it showed that the cops, you know, took it one step further and said, hey, look, man, you know, we know we know that's your pet, okay, and it's going to die if it stays up there because it's too cold, and it's probably you'll freak out anyway if the guy doesn't come back. All right, so, so, so we're on different sides of this. You're going not guilty. I'm going to say the guy's guilty because bird people are weird people. I, I don't, you know. You know what a macaw, I, I, a macaw can, can use its beak to bite through a cage? That's a dangerous animal. That's crazy to have in your home. Yeah. Well, but at the same time, obviously it shows this guy a lot of affection because it wouldn't come down for anybody but him. So, you yeah, know, it does. Whatever. But I, that, that to me makes him even weirder. So we're we're on opposite sides of this. That's fine. That was guilty or not guilty for this week. Um, we're going to take a brief musical break uh, in honor of the Wyoming Cowboys who just fell in the Mountain West Championship game to the San Diego State, uh, whatever the hell their team name is, Aztecs. I think they're the Aztecs, uh, 27-24. We're going to play a little Chris Ledoux, Wyoming's own Chris Ledoux, This Cowboy's Hat. Enjoy. Well, there's always been groups of people that never could see eye to eye. But I always thought if they ever had a chance to sit down and talk face to face, they might realize they got a lot in common.
I was sitting in a coffee shop just having a cup to pass the time, swapping rodeo stories with this old cowboy friend of mine. When some motorcycle riders started snickering in the back, started poking fun at my friend's hat. And one old boy said, hey Tex, where'd you park your horse? A friend just pulled his hat down low, but they couldn't be ignored. One husky fella said, I think I'll rip that hat right off your head. That's when my friend turned around, and this is what he said. You ride a black tornado across the western sky. Rope an old blue norther and milk it till it's dry. Bulldogs in Mississippi. Long before you take this cowboy's hat Now partner, this old hat's better left alone See, it used to be my daddy's But last year he passed on My nephew skinned the rattler that makes up this old hat band But back in 69 he died in Vietnam now the eagle feather was given to me by an Indian friend of mine. But someone ran him down somewhere around that Arizona line. And a real special lady gave me this hat pin. But I don't know if I'll ever see her again. You ride a black tornado across the western sky. Open old blue northern and milk it till it's dry. Bulldog in Mississippi, fences down flat. Long before you take this cowboy's hat. Now, if your leather jacket means to you what this hat means to me, then I guess we understand each other and we'll just let it be. But if you still think it's funny, Man, you got my back up against the wall. And if you touch my hat, you're going to have to fight us all. Well, right then I caught a little sadness in that gang leader's eyes. And he turned back to the others and they all just kind of shuffled on outside. But when my friend turned back towards me, I noticed his old hat brim. Well, it was turned up in a big old Texas grin. Ride a black tornado across the western sky. Rope an old blue norther and milk it till it's dry. Bulldog in Mississippi and it's ears down flat. Long before you take this cowboy's hat. Penn State is up on Wisconsin 38-31 with a buck 40 left in the fourth quarter. 
Wisconsin's driving in Penn State territory. That is going to be a real interesting finish in Penn State. Might just make this thing interesting tomorrow. Let's get into who's bucked. <laughs> this is an easy one tonight. Who's bucked is Michigan. Michigan's out. They're done. Um, probably headed to, well, maybe the Rose Bowl. Who knows if, if the, the Big Ten champion doesn't go to the Rose Bowl, it would be Michigan. It's unfortunate for the Wolverines because I think that they're probably the second best team in the Big Ten after Ohio State. I, I think that Ohio State and Michigan are 1-2, and then you've got to drop off to Penn State and Wisconsin. But the way the schedule broke down, the way everything happened, it just didn't work out for either one of those teams with the, the Big Ten title. So Michigan is clearly bucked tonight. They're out with the way Washington won, Clemson um you know, everyone took care of business today. So Michigan is unfortunately bucked. They're out of the playoff. They're done for the year. I wouldn't want to play them next year because I think Jim Harbaugh is the kind of guy that's going to use this as motivation and his recruiting is only going to get better. But uh, Michigan, Michigan's bucked. They're, they're out this year. All right, let's bring Big Al back on. Big Al, you with me? I'm here. And uh, just a little right. weather update for uh, some of your listeners out west. It's uh, beginning to snow in Jackson Hole. Oh, some snow in Jackson. All right, there we go. Big on Wyoming tonight. A lot of Wyoming news. Love everyone out in Wyoming. Thank you for listening. I'm sure you're all listening. Um, all right, so we're going to get into a little bit of uh, politics, current event stuff. President-elect Trump negotiated a deal last week with Carrier Air Conditioning to keep their plant in Indiana, saved 1,100 jobs. Uh, in exchange for that, Carrier gets $7 million in tax breaks from the state of Indiana, but those tax breaks are performance-based. And over the next, I think it's 10 years, they've pledged to add 10,000 jobs in Indiana. My question to you, Big Al, is, is Donald Trump already making America great again before he's even taken office? I think he is, and it, it's un. And you were skeptical last week. I was. I was skeptical last week, but it, it's unheard of for a president-elect to do the things that he's doing when he's not mm-hmm. sworn in as president. It's never been done before. But then it'd be unheard of for a president to do never this. Never been done before. You know, he's never done anything that's been done before. That's just the way he 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 rolls. You know. And, um, yeah, I mean, I think that's a great thing. And now I, uh, I was reading today that um, I believe he's going to be saving some Ford uh, motor jobs also. You know, uh, there's uh, uh, some talk about a plant that was getting ready to, to go someplace and, and close down. And they're thinking about staying if, uh, you know, Trump can work something out. With. So it seems like yeah, lots yeah, of I read that too on the Trump train. And I think it's going to be good. I I mean, you know, the only thing is I really wish he would go after Clinton because I can't well, see her just walking away. I understand you know, that. Left. I understand that. You but know, we, you, you know, one of those no. things is is you you very rarely have times where a president has a tangible impact on your life. And if you're one of those 1,100 people in Indiana that were going to get laid off, Donald Trump being elected – kept you your job because that's right barack obama i remember a few months ago and I, I read this online barack obama 
mocked Donald Trump for saying he was going to keep that plant in the United States. He openly mocked him. He said, what is he going to do? What's he going to do that's different from anyone else? He says he's going to make a good deal. Well, what does that mean? Well, he made well, a good deal because the I unemployment for those 1,100 people over the time that they would have been eligible would have exceeded the $7 million in tax breaks, which are, again, performance incentive tax breaks. So if Carrier, a year from now, picks up and moves, they don't get the tax break. So look, Donald Trump did something. You can't imagine a scenario where a president of the United States is picking up the phone and calling the CEO of a company and saying, hey, let's work this out where you stay in this country. I, I, look, that's why you elect him. You hope he does these kind of things and he delivered on it before he's even in. If Hillary Clinton would have been elected, those 1,100 families would be out of a job. Yes, they would. That. Yes, they would. Now, you know, you can go on with this politics stuff on and on and on, but the bottom line is, and some people have finally woken up. Obama's not one of them because, you know, him and the Clintons, they're still blaming everybody under the sun, but... You know, I don't like this guy Van Jones on CNN. I really don't like him a yeah, lot. I don't like him either. Um, I don't like him either. Well, if we're yeah, being I honest, I don't like him either. But he came out. He came out. You know, when when Trump got elected and he said some nasty stuff. But then he, he said came some out real the nasty day. stuff. Yeah, but then he came out the other day, and he finally said something that made sense. He says the only reason why the Democrats lost which he is the Democrat. He's the only reason why they lost is Obviously. because they're arrogant and they're elitist. And that's the truth. The Democrats, that's fact. they used to be for the working, pe- the working person and they're not. Now a Democrat is an elitist. They're all these, yep. these rich snub nosed, you know, uh, 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 college professor types and every university is run by you know the democrats and every college is run by the democrats and the news media is run by the democrats you know overwhelmingly and so they're they're all you know they all think who the hell they are and they all underestimated trump they all thought this buffoon is going to get killed blow the doors off him and And you know what they would have they would have done just that if they would have put somebody up who wasn't the most unlikable person who's ever been nominated for president in American history. And you can say what you want about Donald Trump, but she proved that she's more unlikable than him because she lost. Also, Hillary Clinton didn't go to a lot of states because she just assumed they were in the bag. So no point in me going there. I'm not wasting my Look, time. This I is the problem with, with the Democratic time. Party. The, the, the problem with the Democratic Party is real simple. And again, I don't like to get into race baiting because I don't think it's 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 effective, and I don't think it's where we are as a country. But Hillary Clinton thought that the middle of the country, white voters, were going to come home to her. And I, I read an article that said shortly after the election, a day or two after. That Bill Clinton told her campaign, we need to go to states like Michigan and Wisconsin. We need to go there. And they literally, literally laughed at him and said, oh, you just want us to pursue the people that voted for you. Well, you know what? Bill Clinton is the last Democrat to win states that haven't been won by a Democrat in 30 years, like Arizona, like West Virginia. Bill Clinton knew what he was talking about. There is no – 
There's no better politician in this country right now living than Bill Clinton. Maybe you can argue Barack Obama, but he knew what he was talking about. She ignored it. She thought that Trump had no chance of going out there and mobilizing those people. She was paralyzed by polling numbers, which turned out to be wildly inaccurate. And Donald Trump did what he promised he would do. He delivered the vote in places where people felt they were marginalized over the last eight years. Well, and I, I think that what he showed with the carrier deal is that he's a guy who's not bound by political restraints. He's willing to pick up the phone and call a CEO and say, hey, what does it take to keep the jobs here? And I'll go one further. There was a quote out of, uh, I don't know, the, the, the essentially a governor out of Mexico where this plant was supposed to go who said, you know, we don't depend on America. America should depend on us. I think not only should we stop companies from going to Mexico, we should start recruiting Mexican companies to come to America. That's what we need to do. We need to go and find Mexican companies and tell them, hey, come to the United States. We'll give you a better deal than they're giving you down there. Anyway, I think Trump's doing a good thing. <laughs> I, I think, you know, now he was great. You know, he's, he's doing he's doing extraordinary things. He he, he made a phone call. Some people are saying that they called him and just as many are saying he called them, you know, Taiwan, he called Taiwan and they said this is unheard of, this is gonna start trouble, blah, 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 blah. But why shouldn't what? he? He's the guy taking the job. Why, why does he have to wait till January 20th? Let him hit no, the no, ground no. running. We should want but, a guy no, that's proactive. That's been a, there's been a, a thing since Jimmy Carter in 1979 that we don't really we don't really have anything to do with Taiwan because it'll 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 make China very upset. The right, thing is, China claims Taiwan as their own. Yeah, this is the bottom line. I don't see a problem. I don't. Now, I mean, you know, none of us really know the intricacies of, you know, what goes on with these foreign governments. I'm talking like with mm-hmm. Russia and Putin right. and all that right. stuff. You'll never you never will. I mean, uh, uh, look, there's nothing wrong with those Talking. people. Exactly. Even 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 if you think that they're putting on a face, you know, a phony face. And, look, and you know, I, I remember Donald Trump. Donald Trump said during his campaign, what is wrong with talking to Kim Jong-un in North Korea? Let me tell you something. It's a hell of a lot better to be in communication with someone who's your enemy than not, because at least you can tell each other what's going on. It's always better to talk. Isn't the world a better place if we are on the same page with Russia and North Korea and Iran? Nobody is saying that you're going to trust them. Nobody is saying, oh, because, you know, I talked to Putin on the phone or Putin's coming to the White right. House for a state. Exactly. You know, he's my buddy and he, he's he, – I, yeah, look, of course you're not going to trust But him. shouldn't you try to make – look, we, we have the but, same uh, goals as Russia in, in the Middle East. Russia wants to try to wipe out ISIS in Syria because they're having the same attacks that we are in the Western world. I remember Donald Trump in a primary debate saying, if Russia wants to institute a no-fly zone over Syria, why should we have a problem? And I agree with him. If they want to police that, good for them. It's American lives not at risk. Why should we fight that? Well, I don't know if you saw the other night when Trump did his little uh, thank you tour in uh, 
in Ohio. I did. I did. <laughs> the, and, the speeches uh, were great. I, I, I was only going to watch it for a little bit, and I wound up watching all of it because, like, one of those things, you know, you can't once you start, you can't stop because, you know, it's like everybody said again. He's electric. He's got an electric factory. Does. He he went off script as he usually does. You know, he was reading from the teleprompter and said about sixty-five percent of the time, and then you know he goes off on one of his tangents about the press, which I don't blame him because the press was and still. And they still are. Really I've never great. seen the media more prejudiced against candidates than Donald Trump. Prejudiced. Never in my life. And and not you know, but it isn't even just that. I mean, they really do lie. They really do. They really well, do lie about a lot of things. Now you know, I heard Rush Limbaugh say the other day, and he wouldn't name his source, but he, I think he I think he's on. I think he was on to something. He he said on his program, he said, you know. I was over somebody's house the other night, and I can't say who they are because I don't have permission to do that. He said, but I have to tell you that they're, they're, they're way up there as far as, like, the media. And, and this person told him, and you'll remember it, he said, election night, if you remember, there was about an hour and a half when no results changed at all. Remember? When Correct. Every state Correct. When station said, Florida, North Carolina, you know, Ohio, we're waiting up, for this, we're waiting for that, yes. we're waiting for the yes. other thing, and nothing changed. It was like changed. 8 to 9.30 p.m. It was about an hour and a half, remember? Nothing changed. And everybody's yes. going, this is ridiculous, something's got to change. And he said this guy told him, and he said this guy has it on really, really high authority, that every station from Fox to CNN to MSNBC to NBC, CBS, he says they were trying their best to find a to way paint a positive picture for Hillary Clinton. No, no, for, yes. for finding a, a path for her to win, to find votes. They were trying their best, and when that's they true. felt and when they I, saw they couldn't do it, that's when they just you know then they just called. I'm going to say this. I, I will say this. I, I, I watched a lot of CNN that night, not because I like CNN because I don't, but I like John King a lot. And John King is the best in the, in the country at knowing counties and specific voting areas. And I remember a specific time, it was around 9, 9.30 that night, when Wolf Blitzer came up to John King. Who he, Wolf Blitzer just kept interrupting John King over and over and over. And he asked him in Pennsylvania – John King was pointing out Philadelphia where Hillary Clinton was winning 81 to 19 over Trump. And he said, well, that's a good sign for Hillary Clinton, isn't it? And John King said to him, no, it's actually not. And in fact, I don't see a positive sign for her anywhere on the map. And Wolf Blitzer looked like somebody had just taken his testicles and squeezed them in his hand. He looked so upset about it and so downtrodden that it it was staggering. That's what I'm saying, and I'm telling you that that because I kept awful. saying, saying, what's taking so long? Why isn't there any results? I was flipping between well, the, all the of AP, this. I will give this to, to the Associated Press. The AP called it probably two hours before CNN called it. Um, but because tell us, uh, look, we've we've we've, we've talked about we've talked about Trump getting elected quite a bit. I want to get into you a little bit with my girl Jennifer Boyle. And she's my girl. I reached out to her. 
I wanted to have her on the podcast. I haven't had a response. Not surprising because she's kind of gone underground. She is the one who went into the Michael's store and went off on the cashier because apparently she went to buy a bunch of stuff at Michael's and she got to the to the checkout and they told her we don't have any bags left. We only have reusable bags and you have to pay a dollar for the bags. And she went nuts about it. She said, why should I have to pay if you don't have bags? And I guess the cashiers went back at her a bunch, and she said they were discriminating against her because she's racist. And this is Jennifer Boyle. First clip I'm going to play for you in the beginning of the video that somebody took of her. This is Jennifer Boyle. Why are you And I That's Jennifer Boyle saying she voted for Trump, and look who won, look who won. I love this woman. I, I think I'm in love with her. She takes no prisoners. She takes no crap. Where is she from? She's from Chicago. This is in Chicago. And this woman is a firecracker. Well, well she shouldn't have she, to she, pay for bags. I don't think anybody she, she, I agree with that. you, and she went on to say the following things to the woman who was recording her. I don't know what you think you're videoing, lady. I don't know what you think you're videoing. I was just discriminated against by two black women. Yes, I was. And you being a white woman, you literally thinking that that's okay. You standing there with your baby thinking that's okay. I don't know what you're what you're videoing. But your child is stealing. Oh, yeah, I don't think you paid for that. And my favorite line of the whole video, it's a 10-minute-plus video, takes a lot of dedication to watch it. My favorite line is this one. And I can video you too, lady. Please and I can video you too. Why don't you go home to your husband who's cheating on you? Why don't you go home because you're... I'll just videotape your file. Go home to your husband who's cheating on you. Wow. Jennifer Boyle is an American hero. She doesn't take any crap. Every time we go into a store and we hear a bunch of crap from somebody and they give us you know, uh, a bunch of guff, we just take it and smile and walk on. Jennifer Boyle doesn't do that. I, I, think, I think I'm in love with this woman. She's, she's fantastic. I was hoping more than anything in the world that she would come on the show tonight, but I think she's gone underground. Um, I, I, what do you think about this? I mean, you saw the videos. What what, what do you think about it? Well, I don't have any problem with any of that. I don't. I don't have any problem with that. There's too many people in stores that, you know, give you a lot of lip and think who the hell they are. I'm going to tell you what I have a problem with. What I have a problem with is the woman who took this video of Jennifer Boyle, who was in the store with like a two-year-old kid. First of all, take your damn kid home, okay? You're standing there with someone who you think is mentally unbalanced, and your concern is taking a video for social media. Take your kid home. Be a better mother. First of all, that, that's my first problem. Second of all, she started a GoFundMe account for the cashiers at the store who were verbally brutalized by Jen. Oh, and it's raised over $18,000. So these That's cashiers, because they've heard Jennifer Boyle say that she voted for Trump and they're discriminating against her, get $18,000? That's absurd. I wouldn't even put the link to it in my post on the blog because I don't want people That's, looking at it. I don't want people being tempted. That, that GoFundMe site ought to be taken off the internet. That's nothing but a scam Ridiculous. Site. 
everybody and their brother goes on that thing and asks for money. I'll tell you what. You can't prove that enough. If you're listening, I love you. I think you're fantastic. I think you are the the poster child for what women should be in this country because you don't take any crap. You're not not sitting there and just letting people talk about you. I saw the video of you and Pete in Boys Town in Chicago where that guy called you a bitch, and you threw it right back at him. And good for you. Good for you. Because let me tell you something. This country is full of too many people that take too much stuff. I love Jennifer Boyle. That's it for tonight's Cowboy Rides again. I love y'all. Thank you, everybody, for listening. However you're listening, wherever you're listening, iTunes, Blog Talk Radio, make sure you like, subscribe, share, follow. We're on Twitter and Instagram at Mr. Cowboy Mike. That's Mr. Cowboy Mike. Facebook at the Cowboy Rides again. Follow the blog at thecowboyridesagain.com. We update it every day with interesting stories, whatever piques my interest. This has been a fantastic night. Great college football, great stories. Big Al, Electric Factory, as usual. Um, Make sure you listen to us again. We'll be here next week. We'll be here on Tuesday with the sports section. Everybody, have a good night. This is your saddle-riding, cattle-driving host, Cowboy Mike. Have a good night. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.